Hello, and welcome back to the Tepi Podcast. For those of you who are here for the first time, thanks for tuning in. On this podcast, you'll get to hear the stories of people who are involved in different roles at the various corners of peacebuilding in Northeast Asia. The guests share about the work they're doing as peacebuilders and the journey they've traveled to get there. In the last episode, I got to talk with Moe Sasaki about her diverse background as a peacebuilder. Definitely be sure to go listen to that episode if you haven't already. In this episode, though, you'll be hearing from An Eunggyung, who is a middle school English teacher in South Korea and a practitioner of restorative justice, or just RJ for short. Eunggyung has been in the classroom as a teacher for nearly 10 years now. During that time, she took a short break to attend graduate school at the Center for Justice and Peacebuilding in order to develop tools to better equip herself to deal with the conflicts that she found in her classroom. In this conversation, she shares about that journey and how she navigates conflict and trauma as a teacher. So without further delay, here is An Eunggyung. Eunggyung, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Austin. So for those who maybe don't know who you are, can you give a little introduction about yourself and the work that you're doing? I am a member of Peace Momo, and I'm an educator. Mm -hmm. I've been teaching English at a private secondary school for about 14 years, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I'm also an RJ practitioner, and I mainly do circle process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, including conflicts, uh, to deal with conflicts or uh, build the relationship in the community. Mm, I see. So you have a lot of different things that you're doing, lots of different roles. You had mentioned you're an RJ practitioner. Can you explain a little bit about what RJ is? Because mm. maybe people have heard the term or kind of have an idea, but some people maybe also don't know what RJ is. Mm. For me, RJ is a compass to find what justice is like. I like that analogy. It's a very good analogy. Yeah, so many people say that RJ is not a, a map, but mm. a compass. Mm. So what is a compass for? For me, it's a compass for finding real justice. For me, it's just uh, is a right relationship between one and the other. So RJ helped me find what real justice is like. Uh -huh. And it's my compass. It's not an absolute compass. RJ is my uh, personal way uh, to follow the justice that I believe, the right relationship with myself, others, and spiritual thing, and all creatures. It's a compass to, towards the right relationship. Yeah. The core beliefs of RJ was uh, all human beings are worthy, mm -hmm. responsible, and we are all deeply interconnected. Mm -hmm. So when harms happen, it focuses on relationship, accountability, mm -hmm. community, and empowerment. So one is harm which it means that 
all is harmed. So it echoed me uh, so much when the homenum was broken because mm-hmm. of the relationship conflict. I'm sure we'll dive in a little bit deeper later in our conversation, but I'm curious, how did you first encounter RJ or where did you first meet uh, restorative justice? It was 2012. It was very transformative moment uh, in my life uh, as a teacher, first of all. And it also affects uh, my personal life as a human being. Uh, there was a one year long uh, bullying in my homeroom. At the time, I was young, passionate homeroom teacher. And I believe that, oh, I was ready uh, to uh, build an amazing homeroom community with my students. And they were sevens. And at the beginning of this school year to the end, the community suffered a lot uh, from relationship issues. At the time, I realized that uh, I was not ready uh, to deal with this conflict and violence uh, as a teacher and as one and only adult uh, in the homeland community. And I acknowledge that I never learned and trained about how to transform this crisis into educational way. And at the time, uh, school bullying uh, became societal issue in Korea. So uh, the community, uh, teachers community I was in called uh, Good Teachers started uh, to learn and practice RJ in school violence. So I asked, to the community, oh, please help me. I had this issue, but I don't know what to do. And RJ was there. Wow. It seems like it would take a lot of kind of wisdom and self-reflection to realize as a young teacher that I don't have the skills I need to deal with this bullying or this class conflict. And uh, like you are mentioning, RJ is, is a compass and realizing that you're lost in the classroom. Mm-hmm. That, that seems like it was a, a very uh, kind of wise wise thing for you to do. Now that you have RJ experience and have been trained as an RJ practitioner, how do you approach those types of situations? How do you implement the RJ in your classroom with your students? Uh, I'm a homeroom teacher and English teacher. And uh, one of my role and RJ practitioners in my school. So I think uh, my main roles uh, main ways to implement RJ have three parts. Mm. First is uh, creating a just and respectful learning environment. Yeah, so for example, as a homeroom teacher, I do love to create a space uh, every voice is uh, valued, mm. every voice is heard, and Second is building a relationship, building a healthy relationships. Mm. And uh, I use a lot of dialogues uh, in my English class. So I create a space uh, where students can share their thoughts and feelings in English class. Uh, and also, and, and third thing is dealing with conflicts in peaceful way and transforming harms. 
so for that, I think in English class, um, I teach trauma because mm -hmm. uh, many conflicts related to trauma. Mm -hmm. So I teach trauma and how to understand it and how to heal from it. Mm -hmm. And uh, when conflicts is seen uh, in the parts we are reading and we are yeah, studying and I teach and share uh, conflict resolution skills or conflict transformation skills. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a RJ practitioner kind of facilitator, circle facilitator uh, at school. So when harms or when uh, relationship conflict happen, uh, students and teachers can be invited uh, to restorative circles where we share our needs and how we feel because of the harms, something mm -hmm. like that. So I suggest the school to create that space people can talk about themselves when harms happen. So these are three ways I implement uh, in my job as other RJ uh, rooted teachers do at their schools. You mentioned trauma, that you, mm -hmm. you talk with your students about trauma. Uh, I'm curious, what do you see as the connection between trauma and restorative justice? Or what is the importance of trauma in trying to heal these harms or to use our compass to move towards justice? What is the, the mm -hmm. role of, of learning about or being informed about trauma? I think um, not all, not most, but some conflicts uh, related to trauma. For example, three girls I had in my homeroom uh, seven years ago had uh, relationship issues. Uh, over one year, they came to conflict circles and restorative circles. I really appreciate that uh, they chose uh, to do circles when they had conflicts, uh, even though they did circles together. The conflicts happened over and over for one year. And the student uh, who caused harm became the one uh, who was harmed, vice versa. I see, yeah, yeah. So hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, yeah. So, mm, I think that was a kind of uh, aha moment for me. Oh, trauma works in their relationship. When you say that hurt people, hurt people, the, mm -hmm. or, that original hurt can mm -hmm. kind of be the, the trauma or the, the source of all this other problem. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. So they, they hurt one friend because they didn't want to be bullied. So the way uh, to avoid bullying is to bully another. And they got this trauma before middle school. In elementary school, they survive from that kind of bullying. Even if they are not affected, I mean, they are not involved directly, uh, people around them also traumatized. Yeah. by bullying so they are already traumatized in the structural and cultural level 
So this structural, cultural trauma, I mean, bullying trauma in elementary school, in childhood, affect how they acted in middle school. You mentioned the kind of structural and cultural trauma that these students are caught in. Uh, I know a little bit about in the U.S., RJ emerged as a response to the criminal justice system and its mm -hmm. failures to, to provide justice for uh, incarcerated peoples. But uh, I'm curious what, in your opinion, is the harm or the needs that RJ is meeting in Korean society? You mentioned mm -hmm. these kind of cultural, structural levels. I'm curious if you could share about that a little bit more. I, I think, uh, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I think RJ encompasses uh, needs and uh, harms at every level uh, in society, like uh, relational issues and most conflicts, even if it's relationship uh, conflict, uh, structural and cultural and self-systemic violence affects it. From my own experience, uh, the community I was working with, uh, I am working with, made uh, RJ uh, dialogue uh, after several very disaster happened. We opened the space for people to come uh, to talk about what happened, what harms happened, and what needs we have. And uh, what can we do uh, to prevent this uh, tragedy event, something like that. So it was time for mourning. It was time for kind of uh, reflection. Uh, and it's a time for seeking for justice. And it was a time for uh, what we can do to make a change. Now that sounds very like a very useful practice, especially for an event like Seoul, where there's so much mm -hmm. trauma that's kind of inflicted upon people. Kind of mentioning about, about trauma and um, events that can be very dark or very painful, um, mm -hmm. like yourself as a practitioner who is talking with students or parents or maybe other teachers about these types of things. I feel like that could be really hard to listen to or to be a part of continuously. So as an RJ practitioner or circle keeper, how do you take care of yourself and kind of protect from secondary trauma? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, yeah, I think self-care is a part of my life. I love journaling and gardening and talking yeah, with people I trust. And uh, also I'm trying to do a lot of uh, body work. I believe that uh, body keeps us force. What's body work? It's kind of mindfulness oh, and yoga um, and walking. And it's so helpful for me to relax and release the energy I didn't notice. So it just, it could sink in my body. Mm -hmm. So even if I uh, don't notice it, I just uh, do some releasing body work. 
and arts is also a good way to discover, discover what I experience, even though I was, I'm not aware of it. And art is also uh, leads me to find resilience uh, inside of me. So that's what I do for self-care. You, you mentioned the word resilience. Mm -hmm. I've heard the term resilience used uh, in conversations about RJ or about trauma. Um, and you kind of, you were talking about how art can help you build resilience. I'm wondering mm -hmm. if you could talk about that a little bit more. Because uh, mm. at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned how as a new teacher, it was overwhelming to try to be the only adult in the room dealing mm -hmm. with all of the students. And now as, as uh, an RJ practitioner and a teacher and a circle keeper, you have kind of built up this resilience, but maybe for people who are still those new teachers in the classroom or people who are still trying to figure out how to navigate these, yeah. these hard situations, how maybe what are some ways to build resilience or if you were or if you were to give advice to yourself back when you were a new teacher what would you say ah oh, that's a great question that's a great question i'd love to uh say to a younger teacher i mean me say to myself uh wow about 10 years ago you have everything in you and you are strong enough you are resilient enough this is the thing that makes you stronger, healthier, and more resilient. And also, you have sister and sisters and brothers to work with in hopes. And you are good enough to the students uh, you have in your homeroom. That's what I want to say yeah, to myself in 2012. I hope that's also useful to some of the listeners who are maybe in similar situations as you were in 2012. Is there anything about your work or the stuff that you're doing these days that I didn't ask about that you think would be good to share? I just finished uh, the workshop, Zoom workshop, mm -hmm. uh, about how to teach RJ with games and activities. That sounds fun. Yeah, it, it's so fun. Do you have the little book of restorative teaching tools? It's a kind of new book uh, from, yeah, Daejangkan. Do you have that? Uh, I, I don't think I have it. Uh, it's a kind of very interactive and activity-focused uh, book, and I translate it. It's my third book to translate into Korean, and uh, I'd love to support uh, the publisher called Daejanggan, which has been publishing uh, books on peace building and justice. And the book focuses on theories and practices rooted in idea about how to teach RJ based on what we value. So it's, for me, it was this amazing book. I'll be sure to put a link for the translation of the book in the podcast description. So anybody who's interested in checking it out can, can go look at it. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, Eunggyung, thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. It's been a pleasure to get to hear about 
uh, your journey learning about RJ and growing as a teacher. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. So that was An Ngyung. Hopefully you found her insights useful and her story inspiring. If you would like to check out the book, The Little Book of Restorative Teaching Tools that Ngyung translated into Korean, you can find the link in the podcast description. Or you can search online for The Little Book of Restorative Teaching Tools to find an English copy. Also, if this conversation piqued your interest, and you'd like to learn a bit more about topics such as trauma, conflict transformation, or circle process, I'd recommend checking out some of the other books in the Little Book series. If you'd like to learn more about the work we do at the Trans Education for Peace Institute, you can visit momotepi.org or find us on Facebook. That's all I have for you today. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen in on this conversation. I hope it offers you something you can carry with you back into the context you find yourself in, wherever that may be. I'll talk to you in the next episode with another guest sharing about the ways they're working and learning towards peace in Northeast Asia.